All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. I'm Derek Settlemeyer, and today we have a good buddy in the studio with us, the fridge, Todd Fedorik. Welcome, brother. How's it going, guys? Great. So you Great, got a little man. podcast going, set up, <laughs> nice shop. Thanks, sure you brother. Coming by, brother. Yeah, man. Great to have you, bro. So what's been going on? With me? Well, that's a loaded question. It's been 10 years since I've played, so you basically have to start another life for yourself, right? Yeah the truth um no it's just i settled in the area um flyers you know that's it's an organization you know if you stay involved with them and you, you do stuff with them then they kind of help you along your way and they've, you know i've been fortunate i started working with them originally when i first retired doing some community stuff and then you kind of find your way left the nest and just been doing business things here and there but um you know, currently, right now, and kind of probably for well, no, I can guarantee for the rest of my life, I, I kind of found the passion play, and I uh, was Beautiful. fortunate enough now to be joining a, a, a pretty cool team in the 
in the recovery community for drugs and substance abuse and alcohol. So um, currently it's, it's, you know, it's something that I want to do. I'm, I'm part of a great team. Um, and it's just a, it's a, it's one of those passion plays that I never thought I'd be doing, but you know, I just, I enjoy it and I never thought I would. So, um, and the team that is associated there with, you know, we've got Brooks Henderson and, and Dr. Joe Savon and, um, Joel Albano's, uh, it's just a top-notch group of individuals that care about the, um, the community that we're in. Yeah. And ultimately, the, the disease of substance abuse and addiction is a, it's something that's threaded to all of us. But, I mean, I played hockey for a long time, but now that's kind of what I do. So, I'll, yeah, I wanted to put that out there right away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know what, I love it, man. And you, you, you do some of the same stuff, too, you know. It's just different ways, but... Yeah, this is something I kind of found a niche in, and yeah. love I'm what I'm doing. Love yeah. the group, the, the, the you know the the opportunity we have as a team, and you know the, the landscape for us to be you know growing in in this space is you know we're providing help to a lot right. of people. So yeah. that's kind of yeah. what I'm doing now. That's that's the latest and greatest. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's the hardest part. I think when guys retire is to find you know re-identify and re recreate themselves and find that. You know that passion play like you're talking about. So I'm happy that you found that. I think that's mm-hmm. a big key to finding mental wellness and you know your true purpose in life. So props to you for that. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, jumping in some hockey stuff. You know we gotta we gotta tap into your career because uh, you are one of the funniest dudes I ever had a chance to play with. Uh, <laughs> and and every single time the one story that comes to mind was 0405 uh, lockout with the Phantoms. Your first game. Uh, on that team, I think it was maybe 10 games in, you joined the team, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting beside you on the bench. I want you to tell a story, because every <laughs> single time, you just uh, you, yeah. you, you get me cracking oh up. Oh, my so. God. Well, that was when I got hit with a slap shot in the head, right? That one? <laughs> yeah, that one. I think it was John Slaney. Oh, yeah. Went to rim it, at, you know, just around the glass. Yeah. And, like, there's the whole, there's a lead-up to that story, and, like, it's just... <laughs> It was almost like, so we were in the lockout that year. So it was like, I was, I was an established NHL guy, not like an all-star, anything like that. Always a fourth line guy, but I had played and then going back to the NHL would kind of be look, you'd be looked at as a scab, but I didn't care. I was too young and I needed to make money. Right. Nobody really gave me trouble, but there was still that little bit of talking with the older veteran guys in the NHL and, and making that transition whatever the flyers asked me to do, I was going to do. Right. That was part of why they enjoyed me and part of why they liked me. So they asked me to go play in the first game. They're like, all right, we're going to, we want you to work on your game. Cause obviously I'm a fighter. We all know that. And we don't want you fighting, you know, work on your game, uh, be a good leader on the team. You know, these guys will be looking up to you. You're an older guy coming down. And I was like, yeah, great. No problem. First game just settled in. And it was like the second shift getting a fight with Zen and Kanopka right away. Yeah. Right. So like, it's going that way. We're playing <laughs> hockey again. And then, we're on the penalty uh, power play. And um, I had known Riley from back in junior. Like, yeah. Uh, when he was a 16-year-old kid, I was one of the older guys, veteran guys. And, like, had spark, was an intense guy then. Like, really enjoyed him. Did. He had, he had, he had, the, he had what it takes, even at that age. And sure enough, he's the most intense guy I know to this day. And he's <laughs> right beside me on the bench. And... We were trying to watch the play. We're on the power play and close game, so we're in the game. And power play, I'm separating the D and the forwards, right? Yeah. I don't do much Grocery power stick. play. Both, yeah. Grocery, Grocery stick, <laughs> separating the D and forwards. And then, so Riley gets up because he's about, they're making a play at the blue line. He gets up like this and he's trying to see if he keeps it in. And then I'm like, he's in the way. 
So I turned and looked around him, and the puck's coming rim, and it bounces right off of Freddie Meyer's toe. And it's like slow motion. I see Riley kind of matrix out of the way. He's like, whoa. <laughs> My head's right there. I'm like this. <laughs> Bing! Right in the bucket, right oh, yeah. in the head. But it hit right here in the sinus, so it's thinner bone. But it hit the helmet too, and Riley's... I went like instantly like this, and it, I was in so much pain. Like the, it was a sinus cavity, and it made a dent, like a visible dent. And Riley's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yelling at me, "Did that hit you in the head, man?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm like right in the head, coach." He's just like, "Holy!" Because he, he noticed it was a slap shot. He's yeah. worried for me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's our trainer." <laughs> Fridge just got hit in the head with a clapper, man. Get down here. Yeah, look at his head. And I'm pretty oh, sure Jimmy knew. I think we all knew. Yeah, the whole bench knew. Yeah. Everybody knew so I was hitting the head with a yeah, clock. Yeah, and Riley's right he's, there he's just wanted caring to make sure. for me. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> making sure everyone <laughs> knew what had happened. him in the actual face. In the head. Of I actually helmet. heard him go, did that hit him in the head? It sounded like his helmet. And then oh, I'm God. like, no, that was my helmet oh, and bone. And then I go into the back. And I still hear Riley on the bench. Yeah, man, I hit him right in the fucking head. I'm going back down the tunnel, and sure enough, I see Coates come in. I'm sitting on the trainer's table like this, and Riley comes back in here. That hit you. Comes right into the training room just to make sure I'm okay. Man, that hit you right in the head. And I was like, thanks, Tips. No, thanks, man. He goes, are you okay? And I was like, well, I can go to the hospital. And he's like, yep. And he's looking at the hole in my head, and he goes, oh. right there, huh? And oh, he walks God. out. Oh, oh man, I don't know why that sticks out in my head, but it just oh. it does. One of the stories with Riley. And the way you tell it too is <laughs> priceless. I had that was a great year, man. It was amazing. What, year, a, wasn't what an it? amazing that team. Was. Was we had that was an NHL All Star team. Patrick yep. Sharp, Yoni Pickin, and Dennis Seidenberg. Jeff Obviously, Carter, Jeff Mike Carter, Richards. Richards. How about those yeah. two guys? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it was amazing. Coming nope. from junior, that doesn't happen. No, and most of those guys hadn't played in the NHL yet. I mean, picking in and Seinberg had a little stint, maybe, yeah. maybe Sharpie a little bit. Jeff but, Carter's you know. never eaten lobster before that. <laughs> yeah, trip. right. We were in New yeah. Jersey, and he's like, I'm like, oh, you're at the, I'm playing big shot. I'm like, yeah, you're up in the pros now. We go up for dinner like this, team dinners. You ever have lobster? He's like, I was like you never had lobster? <laughs> and then he ordered some lobster. He's like, yeah, we're big wheels here in the, in the AHL and the minors. <laughs> right. What a league. But it's just amazing because they're so young. They were so young and they're so, it's, it's like a naivety. They were 18, 19 yeah, years yeah. old. Yeah, you know, and, sure. and they were allowed to play with us and ooh, just hit the ice in full stride. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Karts led our team in, or the, yeah. the, the, the AHL in scoring yeah. in playoffs. And yeah. the junior hockey was pretty yeah. studs. Pretty amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed him as, as guys, too. Richie yeah. was, Richie's a good leader, man. And yeah. he, he led his own ways. But that's what you want leaders to do. Right. To do it their yeah. way. And those are the ones you follow. I, I enjoyed my time with him. Yeah. yeah. He was ahead of his years, I think, from from leadership perspective. I think so, too. And they, they pegged him right out of the gate. Like, yeah. there's probably a test or something. But they, you can <laughs> pick him. Like, the guy's like, this guy's going to be our captain. Well, he, he, he won at every level, Richie. Yeah. He, literally. Like, he, he basically won everything you could win. And liked. Yeah. But that's even yeah, better. When the yeah, guy's got really charisma, well yeah. you know, those awesome. are the best guys, you know. One of our favorite guys for sure, man. Uh, Friggy, I know the first time I saw you, I hadn't met you yet. <laughs> We're having uh, camp and uh, Roger Nielsen wanted us to go to Peterborough. So we drove the equipment up early. Uh Players were kind of coming in on their own. <clears throat> so we're set up. It took us a 
good day to set up. So we're next day. We had a few little things to do. All the players coming in. We got a meeting around dinner time. So it's two in the afternoon, and, and we're like, let's go grab a quick little lunch. Me and uh, Jim Evers, Turk, um, Joey Rivera was with me then. And we're sitting at a table, and there's this guy up at the bar, and he's got hair down to here, and it's white. It's so white and blonde. I, I'm like, wow. And the guy kind of turns around. He's got a fucking dart gl- glass of whiskey. I'm like, well, I remember saying, holy cow, look at this guy. He's hurting. Why, two in the afternoon, just Aww. having a couple whiskeys and some darts, you know, about three hours later, we walk into this big meeting. There's like 70 players there. Oh. That guy's there. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> I said, this, that's that guy that was at the bar. I didn't even know you were a kid. He was like, he was, oh. he was right. so yeah, big. Yeah, right. And yeah, and he just had a few drinks, you know, at the, at the yep. thing. And it was so funny. And then obviously I, I got to know you and met you. And, you know, the hair got trimmed soon after. But, oh, my uh, God, did they straighten me out. <laughs> I was a farm. I was a raw farm kid from Western Canada. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember that. I was I, I gravitated to Sandy McCarthy. Um, who else was there? Sandy McCarthy was there. God. Chief was there. Yeah. And I think I just they just said, you come with us, kid. And I just tagged along. And yeah. that's kind of like the way it was. And they were up there, too. And I was like. Guess this is the show, boys. Yep. Gary Kupal was there. Remember oh him? yeah, Gary Kupal. He, he was, was banned from tough. junior. He was banned from junior. Yeah. Uh, for he did something. I can't remember exactly. I think he slashed. Those him. are different things. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right that was that part. was the beginning. That was the beginning of the story of my rookie season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the minors. Yeah. Yeah, and what like? But what a team! What a team of veterans, man. There's no 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 wonder it was as messy as it was. Garrett Burnett was there. Oh, oh man. Frankie Bailoa, Staples, Jeff yeah. Staples. Uh oh geez, there's more tough guys. Yeah. Payette. Yeah. Um Belanger, Lassard. Yeah. Holy smokes. Wow, that's it a, was different game. That's a crew. Completely different Jesse, game. Jesse. Bullies, boom boom. I mean Yeah. It was <laughs> meat. A few of you guys. A yeah. little bit of meat. In the a little lineup. bit of meat, a little bit of raw talent. Yeah. All needed development, all physical flyer type players. But. Yeah. <laughs> and all disasters off the ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was the time. That was, it, yeah, every, that was just it was the way everyone. it was. Yeah, yeah, well, for it sure. Was, yeah. It was like, man, like not mandatory, but you go out, you drink hard, you party hard, right. you go out with the team, and that's how, how your bonding is done. And yeah. um, I think it, it's got to still be that way. You need to loosen things up, and, yeah. and I'm sure. The teams still do that, but I, I don't think it's in, in the same light as they do it. There's well, it's not a as, doctor uh, there consistent, now, you know. somebody guiding them through the process of bonding with another man right. in the dressing room. I don't know. Like they're, they're getting super analytical with things in today's game. Yeah, so. I think guys yeah. still do the bonding stuff, and you know they drink now and then. But I don't think it was as religious as guys did back in the day, which it was like you yeah. basically leave the rink and then you yeah. go you go find a hot yeah. spot. And... You get trapped in a lunch with one of the older guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you're in one. You're in one. <laughs> Four or five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. The Rolls introduction in. to the world. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. We had Hartsey in here a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about the story back in juniors. Uh, oh, uh, we were yeah. 16 year old rookies, uh, him and I, playing Regina Pats. Yeah. And Fridgey's skating the puck up the ice, and Hartsey's coming back to the middle of the ice, and you cut through the middle of the ice, and he just disintegrated me. <laughs> <laughs> and Hartsey's a rookie, too. Yeah, he was, yeah. So. 
and and it's magnified back then too. Like if you're a tough guy back then, because you're 16 years old, right. right? They're like, don't touch him, and like you didn't touch tough guys. So I was I was one of those guys with vagina, and Hartsy crumpled me, <laughs> like. But he was good too, Hartsy. He, mm-hmm. he was a really good player, um, but he hit guys and he hit guys hard and he's a man he hit child. everybody. Yeah, he hit everybody, and I, like you like that in a guy. But he got me so good, and then he he snickered. He snickered after. I guarantee he didn't tell you that. <laughs> no, he didn't. He no. snickered after. He went like, oh, I got like he knew he got me, and there's no he shouldn't have got me with my head down. And like the, as a tough guy, you're like, Whoa. and I was young, and I I just planted in my seed. This kid is dead. This kid is dead. This kid is dead. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. And Next un- day, unbeknownst to him, I get traded that night after that game, and I'm he's the first one that sees me, and that smile on his face. Right. I'm so happy because we were doing back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so happy you're on our team now. And I was like, I was gonna kill you. Kid. Yeah, oh yeah. He's just like, oh, I was so happy. Coach Cotton, he told me their coach actually told Hartsy first. He's like, you're lucky, but Oryx ours now. <laughs> oh, and I yeah. actually joined Prince Albert, and that's when I joined. You yeah, too. like the next day, right? Together, Hartsy, right? what a guy, what a character. Yeah, man. that was a fun team too. It was, yeah. PA. Well, Big Mac there, right? Kevin McClellan is a coach. Oh. I mean, yeah, he used to eat smokes. Yeah, he used to see, yeah, exactly. He used to eat smokes outside the bus. He's smoke. Swallow the whole button and everything and blow out the smoke. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was our head coach. Yeah. I loved him. I loved him. Real I learned crazy, to love him. Man. You know, my first year in yeah. 16, I, I had a love-hate relationship with him because he just buried me all the time. Oh, and, you he know, was just so hard on you. So guys. hard on me, too. Just like, uh, that was but, the MO, though. Like, yeah, was, I appreciate it now, though, for sure. At the time, You do, but I think love it. it got out of hand. It yeah, got it out of hand. Like you see some of the storylines that are out there now. Yeah. What happened, boys? Like yeah. it got out of control with some of the shit that's going on. I remember you hear about all that stuff yeah. now and you worry about it and there's a level of responsibility the older guys on any group have to the group, right? Like yeah. you know, and that's well that's where things went astray, I think. Yeah. Our veterans never pushed it too far. I'm talking about the stuff when you're done in, in junior with hazing and stuff. Our 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 veterans knew where the line was, you mm-hmm. know, but I could see how some teams didn't have that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a touchy subject in today's in today's game, but yeah. that's where it, that's that's kind of the mo for you know making your way in hockey that is like get off the bus, you you, you do the bags, like that's yeah. your job as a rookie. You're, you're pack unpacking all the bags and you're packing the stick bags and you're doing that grunt work and yeah, it's just part of anything. It's good for people. Oh, for sure, yeah. Teach I think there's a line there, right there. We've obviously exposed that line of like being hard on the young guys and making them yeah. pull bags, and and then getting into the whole you know sexual sexual misconduct yeah. stuff. Obviously, I didn't experience that uh, in PA there. I think they actually implemented a, a no hazing policy probably you know before I was even there, and probably in your early yeah. Western Hockey League career. I, know, I think the hockey communities. I think they've been pretty on top of things. Like yeah. when things come out, they respond. It's not like they. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and say that they sweep things under the rug. It's bullshit. Yeah. These are these are kids that are, are growing up playing a great game, and uh, if if things happen and things are reported, it's dealt with. Yeah. And that's my experience, you know, in, in the game of hockey, and that's why I love it. Yeah. It's just, I love it to this day. You know, it's given me, you know, a good life. Oh, for know? sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, for sure. I know. I'll always like it. Yeah, I'll always love the game. You know, yeah. it's changed now, but it's, it's a. I mean, look at this. Yeah, thing. exactly. You guys right. are doing a, a whole other thing because of the game we love and yep. the network of hockey, and it's cool, man. Yeah, it's a cool thing to do. 
Well, I, I was, uh, as you know, you know me mm. well, you've known me a long time. Uh, like to play jokes here and there oh, yeah. uh, on people. And uh, I, I remember from the, watching you. the year, uh, going back to that fun year we had, the lockout year, we used to play a joke where I would put one of our uh, trainers in a bag, in a goalie oh, yeah. bag. Yeah. And what I would do is I would grab a kid from the other team and I'd say, hey, can you help me grab this laundry? It's heavy. And as soon as he'd grab the bag and go to pull it, the kid would come flying out of the bag. And obviously, guys would shit their pants because they didn't expect that. So we have one set up, and we're going to get this kid. Well, the bus pulls up, and you guys come walking in. Now, some people don't know. Guys are just getting up from naps, which you two know. The guy you put in the bag was a rookie, too. Yeah, he was. As as a worker. As a worker. So... Boys are coming in with their coffees, trying to get going. You know, it's around four games at seven, and we're in Portland, Maine. And here comes Fridgey down the hall. Well, you fucking turned around and walked away. You're like, shit. (laughs) The bag gets grabbed, and Fridgey happens to be walking by. Well, here comes the trainer that works for us, comes flying out of the bag. Fridge comes off the floor, like, obviously half asleep. This is the last guy you want to do this right, to, obviously. Right. And he jumps up, box, screams, turns around. Guy's like kind of laughing. Oh, he didn't really know it was fridge, fridge, coffee, whoop, right on him. <laughs> ah! So he throws his coffee on him. And I'm like, oh shit. So right. I turn around, act like I didn't even see it. <laughs> He's like, ah, you know, he's yeah. throwing a towel oh, on yeah. him. But that was what I just, I'll never forget. It happened to be you. There's a lesson for the young lad. Coffee burns. Yeah. Be careful who you play the pranks on. Be careful who you play the pranks on. Yeah. Young lad. Oh my God. That was fun. That's, that's, that's the first thing you do though. Like veterans know if you have something in your hand, pour it on them. (laughs) Sorry, it's scalding hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about burning you. Third degree burns. I actually felt bad after that, but. Yeah, we worked. We got a Actually, couple guys after that too. It was yeah. good fun. That is one of the best ones. Can you help me? Can you help me take this yeah. bag? Yeah, sure, no problem. Not plenty of time. Was that an instinctive uh, reaction, or were you just like pissed off? I was pissed yeah. off. I said nobody plays pranks on me, and I burnt him and hurt him. I was that guy. I could, I, you know, I could dish it out. You're not allowed to give it to me. Not a chance. I'm that guy. That's you the biggest that asshole. Sometimes yeah. I was that guy. Like, yeah, I can bug oh. you, but you can't bug me. No, it doesn't work like that. Oh, oh man! Because the pranks can get out of control. Oh yeah, they can. <laughs> oh, get out of control! I'll cut your car in half. I've heard that before, <laughs> and I don't doubt that it would happen. I remember. I've heard of guys' cars getting filled up to the brim with popcorn. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Salmon on the on the engine on the engine block. Oh. Um. Who was the one guy in Chicago? Andy Delmore, just rookie, just brought a new coat. And this is another one of those stories. Don't get mixed up with the wrong guy. <laughs> Bundy's the wrong guy. Yes. He's the wrong yes. guy. He was the guy that said, I'll cut your car in half. And he was the guy that did it. <laughs> Would do it. Um, so him and, and Delhi were just going at each other. Yeah. Um, and it was going on all year. And guy, it had gotten to the point where we had a team meeting about it, where it's got to calm down. But this is like the last... This was the last straw. Deli just bought, got his first paycheck. We were out in Chicago. He just bought it like a new $2,000 boss coat, mm. right? For the, for the cold wind in Chicago, <laughs> the windy city. And Deli was all about the, the, the duds, right? Like all about it, like proud guy. And before we went on that road trip, he actually hammered Bundy's shoes to the bench. Yeah. 
and everyone ratted Deli out instantly. The Bundy psyches like, who the hell did this? And the whole team was like, Deli did it. The rookie, you don't do it. You don't do it. You don't don't do it. And <laughs> Bundy waited, waited, and bided time. He would tease Deli like, this is bad. This is bad. This has gone on a month. We're on this road trip. And sure enough, Deli's talking about this coat for a week prior and how warm it is and how great it is. And it's $2,000. We have, we have our team skate in Chicago and everyone gets off the ice. And Deli's usually one of the last guys out, right? And um, everybody was waiting in the change room because nobody wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the whole team's in the change room. Usually everyone's in the, on the bus, right? But the whole team's there We're just waiting for Deli to come in. And Deli comes in, and he's getting dressed, and grabs his coat, and he's looking around. He's like, where's Bundy? And he's actually looking for Bundy because he thinks something's going on. Right. Right? There's everybody in here. Puts his arm through the coat. His arm goes right through. He's got no arms on his coat. Wow. $2,000 coat down the drain. <laughs> he's like this. He almost, his lower oh, lip started quivering. He got so angry because everybody was there. Everybody pointed and laughed at him. Yeah. And he's like, Morgan Bundy, right at Bundy. And Bundy's like, it wasn't me. It was just beautiful. Yeah. One of those oh, things, man. man. One of those things cut his It wasn't me. Armless the whole rest of the road trip. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pranks are I great. that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You safe have, ones like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are the safe ones. Yeah. No one's getting hurt. No. Maybe there's their ego a little bit. <laughs> That's pretty good. But you got to put an end to it at that one. Yeah. yeah. And, then they, and then they did. That kills it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Boogeyman. Talk about, uh, well, the fight with Boogeyman. Mm. And then you landed up playing with him and becoming good buddies yeah. with him. And, you know, how, what type of impact he had on your life. Oh, man. He, he had, well, he was kind of threaded to my life from, I mean, since he was 15 years old. I, I think I was 19. And the first time we initially met with um was in Regina he came to the camp and me and Kyle Frederick were the two tough guys you right. know Freddie's 6'5 he played Tampa Bay and fought in the NHL and Kyle Frederick and then um Boogie was there so I seen 15 years old and I seen 6'7 I'm like whoa <laughs> but then you seen him skate he couldn't skate yeah. at all like, terrible and we're like oh he has to learn to skate before he can fight because then because so he knew he was there for one thing once yeah. you've seen him skate, right? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm any better. I know what I was, but yeah. um, he was he was kind of there for that, and he that he did that in that camp. So that that was the first taste I had of him. But um, and then you'd, you'd hear him coming up the ranks, and when I had seen him make the NHL, I was like, oh man, he made it! Like this guy's got all the parts to be the top guy. Length is the most is the biggest advantage in hockey fights. I don't care what anybody yep. says. Yeah. If you have length and power to hold a guy out and they can't reach you, mm-hmm. it was the biggest advantage you could have. Yep. You know, and he had that yeah. right. He's yeah. six seven, yeah, two hundred sixty pounds. Yeah. And he learned how to use it because in juniors he didn't really learn how to no, use it. No, right? he learned how to use it, and it was through a lot of trial and error. Right. Like he took a lot of beatings to to understand how his body worked, and yeah. obviously he became dangerous i think the toughest guy outside of bob probert like probably the toughest guy yeah uh number two easy number two to to probert you know i would love to see that fight oh you know but i just think Proby had him on on the tough guy persona the attitude right yeah, right, right. right. You're like 
bro. Yeah, he's he's like, hungry, hungry. Just keeps going yeah. harder and harder. So he, I was with Anaheim the first time we'd fought, and um, he was making his way up. So he was fighting everybody, and he was knocking guys out mm-hmm. left, right, and center. So you knew right away he had to be dangerous. And the first fight I had with him was a good tilt. It was a good tilt. I thought I beat him. He'd come out of his stuff. I was able to keep going at him. Didn't really catch me with anything. And then uh, later the next year, um, I grabbed him again. He went after Kunitz. And there was, there was a little bit of a history between the two franchises. We were playing really tough. And Minnesota had a tough team too. So we clashed right away. And um, uh, Boogs hit Kunitz. And Kunitz hurt his knee. I think he sprained his MCL. So my job is to make sure that that, if that, if that happens. You, you're not allowed to do that. So... The message needs to be sent. I, I chased him around a little bit. He didn't want to fight me. And then I, I said, you don't have a choice. Like, you're fighting because you did that. Mm-hmm. And so he fought, and I just I got put in the wrong position. Uh, and he hit me so hard, it completely blew out my orbit, my cheekbone. Um, it was a career and not career-ending, career-changing hit. You right. hear about guys that once they get hit a certain way, you're never the same. Well, that was that for me. Yeah. You know, I was never the same after that, nor could I, could I, I had to adapt to that injury, change my fighting style. But the, the, when you have the threat of losing your eye and you understand that th- this is the problem, you'll, that's why you're never the same. Yeah. You know, now that yeah. there's more on the line, you can seriously get hurt, you know? So that's, he, he forever changed the course of my hockey career, but I later got traded to Minnesota and then like, for whatever reason, probably the injury, I don't know what it was. But the coach put us right beside each other when I first got traded there because the year before was the year he hurt me, yeah. right? So um, go in there, and, and Jacques Lemaire is the greatest coach I've ever had, hands down. Um, he knew right away to, to break the ice, so he put us beside each other. We were stallmates. Like he was literally right here, right? And Boogie hit this side of my face, right? So... The whole room was quiet. And this is the level of respect guys have for tough guys in the NHL. I don't care what anybody says. That whole room was scared shitless. They were wondering, are these guys going to kill each other? <laughs> yeah. um, who's going to break it up? Uh, one guy's yeah, 275. Right. Yeah, yeah. 265. I'm putting my head down and just tying my skates. And that's what the whole room was like. And there was veteran guys in there, Demetra, and they were like, you know. And then I was like, hey, Bugs, you want to switch sides with me? He's like, why? And I go, well, you crushed this side of my face. <laughs> I broke the ice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Broke the ice. Oh, man, but the laugh bad. that came out. It was unsure. It was just like, ah, thank yeah. God. Ah. It was like yeah. a relief. Yeah. A relief yeah. laugh. But it set the stage for the, for the room, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. It was an intimidating thing. But me and Boogs hit it off right away. You know? And, and then um, through that season, we became close friends. Like, best friends. He was my best friend when I was there. We awesome. became uh he kept apologizing to me too. Like, and then you find out the dynamic of, of the effect you have on somebody's life early. Like we got really close because he talked about those. He's like, man, you and Freddie, like I looked up to you guys and you never think that about somebody younger. Yeah. Like really? And it was taking me back. And he's like, I was so scared of you, man. I was like, what? Oh my God. You gotta, you gotta understand. You're the one people are afraid of. Right. So there's those, that's just, a, it was a really good relationship that we'd built. Um, and, um, yeah, I enjoyed him. He was close with my, my son, Luke, at the time. And, and Luke was like three, four years old. So, and he'd come over all the time. We got really close. We were teammates. You yeah. know, and we yeah. fought with each other and, um, and played together. And then, um, you know, at the end, 
obviously Derek Bugard is no longer with us. He he passed because of an overdose to opiates, and you know he tried to get this, and um, I was right there with him through it. You know, and yeah, you know it's just there's I I I, I get emotional because um, like I I have history with with substance abuse and. and and understand that the disease and the sickness just ultimately wants us dead. You know, and it's 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 jails, institutions, or death with 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 the disease of substance abuse, alcoholism, um, and you know, part of it is helping others. You know, when you're when you're when you're sober, and and he we we confided in that way with each other too, and and he was just one of those guys who couldn't get it. You know, and and. He he was he he went out and and that's one thing like when you have a couple of days off of, of this drug you know the, the opiates and stuff you, your tolerance drastically drops mm-hmm. and they don't and people don't realize that so when they go back out they try to use the same amount and his his lungs just shut down so oh. you know terrible and, and, and it takes it takes people and, and it, it affects not only the, the the thread of people it affects you know it's not only one death it's everyone doesn't understand the disease that's right. so close to him yeah you know and i remember saying to him you're, you're the only person in, in the world that can look yourself in the mirror and understand if you have a problem you know and he, you know the answer you want is like you're right man and they kind of realize it i didn't get that from him and you know yeah yeah it's such a shame you know and then his brother and passed, gets tied yeah. Yeah, and his brother gets tied into it and his family gets destroyed and destroys families I mean, it destroys families yeah, yeah. absolutely mean. so um that's a that's a that's a life story that's that was what was spawned out of a beautiful love for the game of hockey yeah that um um ended in a in a in a, in a, a tragedy for for one man and his family but it's one of the main reasons that fuels me yeah in order to do what yeah. i'm doing today yeah it's one of the reasons that i believe i was put in a position to help others like. yeah so if i ever have to question my resolve or have anybody question my resolve in this yeah i've had those experiences to, to qualify myself to do this yeah and, and i love it yeah there's a big yeah. difference when look i love playing hockey and i I was told that to, to do something you love and get paid for it is more than a man can ask for right. once, once in his life okay no, no so blessed yeah, yeah right yeah no that's the truth yeah i, I believe i'm a blessed man oh yeah absolutely yeah and you're here and, to, and to tell people around me that's there's more it's more about the people around yeah. me i didn't have much to do with any of this you know it was it was really just the willingness to take direction from from a good group of men and and they're everything to me yeah they're the guys i can depend on you know and i'm talking about a recovery community yeah you know what i mean it's there's a stigma in society today that, you know what, that, that, that doesn't need to be there. It yeah. just does not need to be there because the threat of this disease is, it's two degrees of separation. It's too normal. So, you know, the care for it has to be normalized as well. Yeah. It should be normal for you to be able to go to a physician's office in a nice area with a nice building and say, I'm addicted to um, opiates. I've got to get off them. All right, well, we've got a plan for that. Yeah. Shouldn't, why, why should that be embarrassed to you, embarrassing to you? These are powerful, powerful compounds and drugs. Yeah. Yeah. You have no defense against this. No. You know, it's nobody's fault, but there's help. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the message, and that's what I've, I've been aligned with some of the guys at, uh, at New Life. 
You know, they have that passion. They have the, and they have the the medical knowledge and and the clinical capabilities to also understand this is something needs to be dealt for. So you have pioneers right now doing things that are um, paving the way for how it should be ingrained in, in in society. It's okay, you know? And that's kind of, that's kind of the message these guys aligned with because this affects everybody. Oh, yeah. Nobody's immune to this. Yeah. You know, it's just like the, the virus, whatever you want to call it. But, um, man, it's just nice to be able to be in a position with, with like-minded people doing something I love again. Yeah. 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 Well, it's awesome. And, you know, being able to, um, you know, take your expertise, your knowledge and resources to help, you know, bring it back and say to the hockey world and help, you know, guys yeah. who are struggling. Cause I mean, you know, it hasn't gone away, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, substance abuse will never go away. Yeah. Um, but all we can do is really kind of bring more, you know, tools and resources to the forefront to help these guys out. Right. I Knowledge mean, it's, it's is like, power. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Educating, informing everybody, understanding this isn't, they can pick up the phone. Yeah. It's literally all it is. Just like making an appointment for the doctor. Yeah. You make an appointment for, ending the sickness and misery that's in your life yeah make the call you right know? Yeah. that's really all all it takes so yeah. it's a lot, a lot more wrapped up in, in actually performing that act but the help is out there yeah yeah and yeah. i'm glad to be on that forefront like you said with that network right because even the hockey community and, and you know the communities that we live in like it's it's a nice responsibility to be able to give back and utilize that network to help something like this yeah I think that's one of the big things a lot of athletes have to find is more so now than ever is their their ability to influence their ability to have a bigger audience there with their network you know doing things like this and, yeah. yeah it's it's a it's it's a pretty neat environment for everybody in professional sports and um you see it it happening everywhere so yeah yeah it's much needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, changing topics, and I just had, I had a thought come through my head. Um, talk about your allergy to seafood. <laughs> One of the worst things. Why the fuck did you bring that up? I hate that. I have an allergy. This is a real allergy, but I found out halfway. And you know what? Nasty, I'm, I'm, I love you because you kept my shit smelling half decent, boys. I have... I have. Oh, a, I know. We knew if he. It's if, not an allergy. It's not an allergy. <laughs> what I found out it was, my wife explained it to me because she has to deal with it. And there's a certain enzyme that my body doesn't break, or I'm lacking an enzyme, or something like that. And it's 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 an oil or it's a protein in 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 fish, um, mainly in fish, right? <laughs> Actually, only in fish. <laughs> I was gonna say. And when I eat it, when I eat it, I smell like a, f- a dead fish. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's one of the worst smells. It's the worst ever. smell. It's like, he can, and you don't want to be that guy in a sweaty locker room full of guys well, that you, you want to be a part of. <laughs> like, what is that smell? And I get traded a lot. You walk in there and you and, and you're oh. like, shit, I ate fucking fish last night. Yeah. And then the, the guy's beside is like, what's that fucking smell? And I'm like... It's me, man. It's fucking me. And they're like, that's disgusting. And I was like, I know I've been dealing with it my whole life. It's actually one of the main things that I'm super insecure about. He's like, yeah, it fucking stinks. You stink. I'm like, Trina, can you, you wash my gear? Yeah, again? your gear got washed more than any player every I ever team, had. That's for sure. Every team I had to go into the locker room and be like, yeah, my gear needs to be washed. Once, like, once a lot. Once, once 
everyone knew it was like, oh, Fridgy ate fish. Again. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Primo, his Primo, stuff he was the... like, he would be like, you're not allowed to eat fish. No fish for this guy. Like, team dinners, no salmon for him, no shrimp, no nothing. Sometimes I eat a big thing of salmon just to... <laughs> Screw with the boys. Really oh, yeah. oh man, that was that was rough. I remember the first time I smelt it, I was like, "What the hell? I mean, oh, is that a dead yeah. fish underneath the, yeah, the bench it. here?" But it's, it's, like, oh, it's you know what you know what you know what I like about it. <clears throat> it is distinct to the smell of dead fish. It's so <laughs> close that it's uncanny. Yeah. It is. I'm trying it to make is. a positive out of a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's nothing good. Oh. Uh, but we always always a good laugh. Oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. What about um, your uh, your 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 time back into Philly? So you you get traded back to Anaheim or from, well, from Anaheim? I would, yeah, exactly. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I thought I thought Paul Holmgren really liked you. I know he traded <laughs> you from the first year, from the first place team to the absolute worst season we ever had with the Flyers right. ever. Fortieth season, fortieth right? year. Oh we my God! Were it was red rot. Brutal. Red Sometimes rot. those guys don't make the best calls. No. Fridgy's on the first place team. Right. You know oh, they're going to win the Stanley We Cup. knew in October. <laughs> I told the GM that. I oh, told Brian Burke. <laughs> I said, Berkey, because we were trying. I was trying. To, they were trying to resign me there, and he he only had two years up on his deal, right? So that may have, that may have contributed, but I was like, look, Berkey, let me roll the dice this year, right? And I get hurt. So I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but. I think it had something to do with the doctor telling the GM that I'd never play again and my career's yeah, over. Right. And uh, before I get to the hospital, I'm traded back to Philadelphia, of all places where oh, I have a God. home. My wife's family's right. from, well, pretty convenient, eh? Who made the call? Who made the call? <laughs> I'm going back to Philadelphia as they get out of the hospital. And it was a shock. It was a shock. I wasn't ready for it. I, I was not done playing at the time. But they went on to win it that year, and we went on to have the absolute worst. And it was only a year prior that we were in the Eastern Conference Finals against Tampa Bay. Before the, yeah, before the before lock the right. mm-hmm. That's right. One season prior. So that's my memory of the Flyers. <laughs> we should have won in those years. Those early 2000s years, man, that was the team, you know? Yeah. You know, but you just, that's... So anyways, I come back and I'm still thinking the cultures is like that. And it, it's, I'm like, where is it? Where is the, where's the flyers? Yeah. Like it wasn't the same. Yep. No wonder. Like that's, that was the hardest year. That was the worst year of the flyers that ever had in franchise history. Yeah. Homer, Homer. 10 or 11 in a row. Yeah. yeah. He, he met, he made, he made some really good trades near the end of the, near the deadline, you know, for, you know, a few guys like Scotty Upshaw and, and uh, he made, Got Braden Coburn in there, and yep. then over the summer he picked up Hartnell, team, and then right. Danny B. And the next yeah. year, I know you were gone. Yeah, then that's you left, when he started we building ended up in conference finals that year. Yeah, after. because that was his first kind. Of, that was yeah, his was just, first yeah, year with the Flyers because yeah. Clarky stepped down, Mr. That's Clark right. stepped down. That's right. And uh, Homer kind of took over on an interim basis. And yeah, but me and yeah, we've always been close, and, yeah. and you know what? To his credit, that's like you got the, the the GMs and the the people that are are in control of our lives as young young men, they can't not help themselves from from taking on some sort of fathership role. These are eighteen year old kids that are coming. You yeah. know, twenty year old guys. It's 
it's only humanly natural for you to care about the guy, right. you know, for you to want to see him succeed, especially if you're a player, you right. know, because you know how important it is. And I think a lot of GMs have the ability to navigate those waters. And I think Paul Holmgren's one of those guys, you know, you, you can make mistakes along the way doing that. And, and I'm talking about navigating, you know, a, a personal relationship with, with a player and, and a professional relationship. And you kind of have to mix both, man, you know, I think in hockey and, and the good GMs know how to do it right. There's there's clear lines, and um, I've had experience with good GMs that, that understand that. And look, the organization for the Philadelphia Flyers to a man have always taken care of the person rather than the hockey player, and um, that's from Mr. Snyder down. Right. You know, he yeah. put it to work in as, as as an owner. He's I think he's one of the greatest owners to ever own a franchise. And you'll hear that with every guy that's still a flyer to yeah. this day. Like, nobody will ever argue that, and if you yeah. do, we'll punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that's simple. That's true. Right. That's <laughs> true. You're wrong. That's true. Uh, and that's just kind of, that's the flyer way. So, and that'll never change. And um, but they've always taken care uh, uh, of the man. That's why yeah. you know it's yeah. work from within because there is tradition with the organization. And, um, <laughs> they don't always make the best uh, calls. Yeah, but. That's why they're in those positions to make those hard calls and stuff like that. Go ahead. I don't want that job. Talk a little more about your relationship with Paul Holm. I know he was one of your biggest fans uh, throughout your flyer, flyer okay, days. Yeah, man. Well, the, 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 I, I can't speak for, for Paul, but I can, I can speak from my experience with, with him. And um, there, there was just similarities and, and comparisons that he's seen in me. Um, that didn't have much to do with hockey. And, and that, that really um, changed how I lived. And it, it was, it was in, in, a, in a sport like hockey, um, having an individual like that uh, available to anybody, um, you know, that, that, is, that is willing to, to um, cross boundaries in order to help a person. It's because it's, it's not about you know hockey then at, at right. certain stages. Um, he I think he was one of the guys who did that. Yeah, you know, and he's he's you know he's you can read the newspapers. He's had his articles. He's had his struggles in life, and and through those struggles, he's kind of he's turned things around. And I mean, he, completely. Yeah, you know, so um, that's really the the crux of. The core relationship that we have, you know, is, you know, there, there was some guidance that I needed at a certain time in my life. And yeah, he was one that I identified with to, um, to get the help that I needed. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah. And, and you know what, he's, he's probably, I think he's retired now and he's, he's going off, but you know, it's, you see it in, in our game with, with, um, you need father. You need you need uh, father figures, but you need mentors as well. So, yeah. um, sometimes we don't do things uh, in life and off the ice normally, and we kind of can get out of control. And uh, you need people that are, that can call you on it. And he was one of those guys for me, and he introduced me to something that um, worked for him, and it, it also works for me too. So, and it's that's something I, I deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, and it's. Um, I, I'm I'm very blessed to have had our lives cross paths. Yeah, you know, awesome. there's bigger things going on there. So, um, you know, and I I believe that today that, you know, there's this there's powers out there that put people in our lives. There's powers 
that are in, in charge of the grand design of what we're supposed to be doing. And all we have to do, and this goes to anybody, is, is tune in, man. Like, yeah, the pay truth. attention to that. You know, do, do the next right thing. Stay, on, stay, stay in, in contact with, you know, people you love. You know what I mean? Surround yourself with good people. Yep. Make that the, the thing to follow. Make that something that people should be doing. You know, it's, it's much easier to live on that side of the street than it is carrying around bullshit. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's been a, a big factor in mine, but in, in a lot of people's lives, I yep. think, you know? So, yeah. And I still keep in contact with him to this day. You know, awesome. I, I will, you know, till till the ends of time because it's it, the bond is that strong yeah. and it's 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 a lot, a lot that way with 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 teammates too yeah you know and 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 even new friends you know that i i have today real bonds you know yeah so awesome yeah no, that's cool. so what do you think about the new new nhl or the the game the current day game i mean compared to <clears throat> obviously gotta, honestly i think they got to put the red line back in and 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 and, and teach them how to hit again they teach because hitting is a part of the game, man. Like it, it is. It's it's not Absolutely. physical. It's not violent. It's I'm stronger than you, so yeah. work Separating out. Separating the man. From I'm the stronger puck, than right? you, so work out. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm stronger than you. Work out. Like it's 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 a game of strength, agility, speed, mental fortitude, for some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and grit, man. Like yeah. it takes yeah. all the pieces. You can't put. 20 guys on the ice at the same time with weapons and blades in an enclosed area and just expect them to play tummy sticks. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what's not no, exciting right? about sport. Competitiveness, competing yeah. is. Yeah. You know, seeing somebody lose their mind over wanting to win. Yeah. People want to see that from a safe place in their seat, so don't take it from that. I think the game should go back to that. I think that it just needs to be expressed properly. A few bad actors can ruin a bu- uh, right. the bunch, right? There, I was a guy that did it the right way. And I was taught the right way to do it. Be respectful. Don't cheap shot. If a guy needs a cheap shot, he deserves it. Yeah. So you give him one. Uh, but when you hit a guy, you look him in the eyes. I'm not talking punching. Yeah. See, you're going to go line up a guy. Look him in the eyes. Let him know we're going to go into this corner hitting. Sometimes they'll turn around. Most of the time they turned away. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. Acknowledge, yeah, acknowledge, right. and that's that's a respect factor that I don't think any of these guys know how to do, but they all want the ability to keep that part of their game because it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool dynamic to have bare knuckle brawling as part of my sport, you know? Yeah, it is. So I, you know, and I'm obviously always going to be biased towards fighting, but the physical style, yeah, slow the game down, man, like. It's become just about speed, and it's it's not as creative. It's it's like you're getting a little too. They're overanalyzing the game, and that's becoming it's be turning into something we don't know. Yeah, like I like seeing a guy battle through the neutral zone, battle out of the corner, you know, not yeah. hooking and holding, yeah, right. but battling for sure. You know, and I just think that the game is needs to stay true to those things that. You know, when things get out of control, just reel it in. Don't yeah. eliminate it. You know, it's easy for the uh, the anti fighter crowd to to harp on fighting because it's 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 clear as day that getting punched in the face ain't, ain't good for your brain. But when only four percent of all concussions come from fighting, and you know ninety six percent are coming from well, yeah. hits in games and practices. I mean, are we actually making the game safer? 
by removing fighting. I mean, are we? I no. mean, what are your opinion on that? No, I don't. I absolutely not. And the reason being is that uh, like hitting actually prevented or, or fighting actually prevented hits. The cheap shots. Like cheap shots. Yeah. And then once you if you watch the evolution of when they started pulling it out, look at the guys that started getting, you know, accolades. It was is those it was those middleweight antagonist guys. Those became the new fighter and yeah. they're like these guys are guys that I would just punch and they would not be irrelevant. And then they became irrelevant, but they started hurting guys and like some of those guys, yeah. you know who those guys oh, are. I know we exactly. all know who those guys are in the game. Sure. They will purposely, by their job, hurt the person to win. Yeah. Uh, that's, you gotta, you, fine, that's fine. But you're going to get beat up a lot for doing that. And you've got to tip your hat to a guy that wants to do that, but there's a consequence for it. And with that consequence being gone, it's completely going to change the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It will become more dangerous. Guys will start sticking guys in the face. It's already happening. Yeah. You know, little things like that. Guys are going to be running around all over the place, running into each other, not knowing how to get hit. Let us police that, that element of the game because it's too rich for anybody else that ain't playing. You know, yeah. that's a dynamic of the game that is, it's very attractive. And um, I, I think it'll show, it's just, you, you have to maintain it, you know. You've yeah. got to keep it in wraps. But I don't think you can take it out because I think it'll ruin the game. You know, and they're starting to do it in juniors. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they've been doing that. it for a few years and now. The injuries, they, they don't come from fighting. No. Like, it is totally preventative. Like, yeah. And the money that's being made, you're not going to find somebody and it's going to hurt them. They're too young. Money is not, they're going to be like, it'll be a joke. Look how much I've been fined. It's a, a million and a half dollars, but they don't care. It's yeah. like, <laughs> fine, million and a half. Yeah. You know, because they're young. They have no concept. They don't care. Yeah. But you punch them in the face. They don't want to go to the rink the next day and say, I got punched in the face last night. No. no. They don't want to do they don't want to do what, what what the act that caused them to get punched in the face. Yeah, right. It's a great deterrent. Yeah. No, I, I agree. <laughs> it it's, worked. Oh yeah, it worked. Yeah. yeah. It did work. So yeah. and it I, I don't know, they just, they just changed the game for 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 that violence factor, but yeah. I get it. I, I still think it. there could be a happy medium. Like, you know, Broad Street Bullies, obviously crossing that line, no bench-clearing brawls. You know what I mean? I think it's just gone too far the other way. You know, the, the modern-day game where now there's, a, there's a zero accountability, right? I mean, so now you got, you yeah. know, Marchant licking people's faces and, you know, yeah. some weird stuff happening where that would never happen. You know, it's just a lack of respect. And, uh, you know, anybody that's ever fought and understands yeah. the, you know, the... You know that the honor in fighting and that respect that it breeds, right? Uh, but yeah. that kind of stuff that just it just shows such a lack of respect, and it's 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 just yeah, and it's, it's, it's the lack of respect is for the game. Yeah, like it's for the game, right? It's you're on the ice. Yeah, I understand that very much, especially because we put up a lot, man. Yeah. You put up your physical, your physical health on the line for the game. It means I don't. It means. Yeah, it's not just for fun. You're I mean, showing it means more. Yeah, right. On a daily yeah, right. basis, like you are proving it on a daily basis. So, that, but that, and that's why they're most loved guys in the locker room. You know, like I had to be funny for for for, for health. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It helped me deal with what I was going to sure, do. Right. Yeah. You know, and it can be a distraction too sometimes. Though, can it nasty? That's why I spend so much time with guys like you because yeah. I would distract my teammates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they wouldn't be able to play oh man but i spent a lot of time with trainers before games getting you know staying calm and, and stuff like that because you yeah, know what we, it's like you're getting we, ready for a different we talked game. about that with chief just uh, like i don't know how you guys did it you know 
going into games, especially when you first get called up, like you're looking at the, the roster of the other team and you probably already know who it is because it's in yeah. the NHL, but you're like, I, I got to fight this guy tonight. Like yeah. this is what I've got to do. Not that you couldn't play. You could. Like you're a freak. Yeah. You were a freak. Oh, this yeah. guy, yeah. the size yeah, so. of you, the speed you had, the I strength you had. Like I, it was yeah, you, my like an agile Charles marshmallow. Barkley. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, like an agile like, marshmallow. The, the name, the fridge, came from the obviously the yeah. size of you, but yeah. the way you moved was like it was it was crazy. Like I, I, I always like when I was younger, Charles Barkley when he was at Auburn playing basketball, he was a he was a heavier kid. Yeah. But he could jump out of the gym. He could move, and you were like that. Even your days at the basketball league with me at oh, uh, Clarky's yeah. gym. This guy, the great white I, hope. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Fridgey's never. I don't I could think you played the best of them. You know, yeah, the Ice Man, George Gervin. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Fridgey gets out there, and you know, probably doesn't know everything about basketball, but he knows I'm going to get the rebound. Tell the backstory. Prison this. rules. Well, well, this is this is in the summer. At the at the skate zone in Vo- in Voorhees, right? Yeah, yeah we're this Homer. This is Homer, Hexy, Cato is playing for a yeah. while there. Oh, yeah. Barry, Brian, like yeah, a bunch of management. Yeah, <laughs> me and Nasty. Yeah, but you competitive came over, game. We oh, oh yeah. they got ugly teeth missing. Homer, oh, I yeah. still have Homer teeth. and Hexy almost fought. Yeah, oh, they yeah. were like this. Oh I've yeah, heard, well, heard that's why they had to play together. Yeah, like, they right. had to play together. Never leaves. But we were. Remember, you came over we to Clarkie's. We had to put them on the same team. We did. We had to put them on the same <laughs> team so they other. didn't fight. It was unbelievable. But Fridgey came over and played in my men's league team at Clarkie's gym. Now, we're playing against guys that all played college basketball. Like, they were a little bit older. And some kids that were, like, playing. It was a really good league. So, it's Fridgey joins us for a few games. It's Homer. And there's another story about Homer with that whole thing. But Fridgey's, you know, he's like, Oh, what do I do? I'm like, come next to this guy, and I'm gonna just run him off of you. Just stand there. So I'm running guys off screens in the fridge, just standing there, yeah. and bouncing off the guys, honky probably. Could <laughs> yeah. be in front work. of the net. Yeah, but right. he just jumps like up to get a rebound. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. This guy, you saw him. Oh He's yeah, an athlete. explosive. Like, just, oh, yeah, boing. I swear, the Fridgey's up over the rim, and I'm not exaggerating. He grabs the ball. He should have just slammed him. He has no idea. So you come back down and then lay it up. And I, I remember <laughs> saying to him. Oh my! Why didn't you dunk that? He goes, I can't dunk. I'm like, dude, you can dunk. You were the, you, you were this far with it, but it was it was funny because yeah. you're just such a a freak athlete. But back to but you guys like just getting ready for games like the nap. Was like oh, Craig man. was in here a few weeks ago and he was just saying trying to nap, you know, before some of the games. And I think that had a lot to do with your like you said the jokes, the personality yeah. that you have anyway. Uh, Try to keep your mind off of, uh, of what you had to do. Yeah, you, know? you had to prepare for two things. You had to prepare for hockey that you couldn't make any mistakes in. Right. You, you were you had to play mistake free to get on the ice. Yeah. Right. Especially so in true. that third fourth line role. Yeah. Right. You weren't allowed to make mistakes. You had to be perfect, um, which is on its head impossible. Right. Jockett said to me one time when at the end of his career he was on the fourth line and he goes. I don't know how you guys play. You can't even get into the game. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this. So I'm, like true. I'm in the game. We're yeah, not in the he's game. He's like, he's like, like, every game for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played a shift yet. Ten two defense later, right? <laughs> ten he's minutes still in, I'm like, you're not going. He's like, I need to play like ten minutes. I was like, we're going to play five, probably, maybe three. Five is like a big game night. Oh. And he's just like, man, 
Yeah. But oh that's, it's hard. It's hard to go out there, not make any mistakes cold, right? Because right. you're going out oh, cold yeah. every shift. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you're, that's, that's, just, that's just the game, right? And then it's, hot. It's, it's the game within the game that's happening. If there's guys messing around, you're like, shit, I got to deal with that. Next time I get on the ice, that's got to happen. So if I get on with him, I got to make sure I deal with that. Okay, I got to deal with that too. All right, now I got to fight that guy. Yeah. That's all going through while you're waiting for your next shift. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're making sure you're implementing the rules as the game develops. Oh, yeah. Right? And the way that you do that best is act. Act, act, act. Don't, don't talk. Don't wait. Uh, that's the way I, I did it. Like, sometimes you could do it talking, but I just went and fought. Get it. Yeah. Get, just get it done. Get it, get done, it over yeah. with. And by the end of it, if you're good at it, then guys don't want to mess with you. They're yeah. just like, okay, yeah. just let him sleep. Yeah, or you can be like, look, like, don't play like this tonight. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> some guys would be like, all right, or let him sleep. Some yeah. guys, you just like, don't hit him. Just let him try and play. If he tries and play, he thinks think he's a hockey player. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's every. That's how powerful time. accountability is, though. The fact that you're thinking like that. You yeah. Know what I mean? And you, as a tough guy, don't you know what I mean? Or another tough guy thinks that way because they don't want to deal with it. Is is, is yeah, really that's... showing you how powerful that accountability is. It's, yeah, it's, you're, you're it's kind of the, you're, you're kind of the guy that instills it. Yeah. Accountability. Jesus, that guy's gonna, man. He didn't need to do that. Look at his nose. Like you just get your <laughs> ass kicked, and your nose is literally under your eyes. Yeah. You remember the look on the faces of the young kids that come in at like rookie uh, uh, in, in your twenties, and that that like guy comes in. Like I, I remember Vaclav Pletka and oh, Hubacek, and yeah. seeing somebody's Jesse's nose underneath his eyes, and these kids are like. Oh, white, white yeah. is good. They're, they're looking at him and they're like moving in their stall. They're like, it's a different game over here. It's, yeah. it's different think? over here. It's uh, just completely different to some of the kids that see that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that stuff, seeing those guys come in there. But then they also know, oh, it's here for you. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll do that for you. And then when you do that for them, they feel Yeah. Wow. You know? That's right. You That's guys. a cool dynamic, yeah. man. You guys are so important to every team you guys played on from you know, junior all the way yeah. through both your careers Always because everyone's, you know, that's respected more than, you know, most, mm. you know, from, from guys like, like you guys, you know, what you did. And it's, it's, it's a tough way to make a living, man. And you guys both were good at it. And Bridget did a, you know, you, you eat pretty 90. good though on it. Eh? What's that? I say you eat pretty good. If you're with good veterans, you don't pay for it. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. That's, that's right. Truth, don't yeah. play the credit yeah. card game. Yeah, exactly. See, that's cool, man. You know, Forsberg, keep yeah, your card he there. Awesome. Yeah, he would always buy for for me. Never paid it for a meal. Recky never paid for a meal if I was out with him. That's great. Yeah, that is cool, man. Yeah, I was like, why, man? Too. It's like a hundred dollar steak. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I make nine million. I'm getting paid three times. <laughs> yeah, by three different teams. Right <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know what deferred payments are? That's when I learned about deferred payments. <laughs> Yeah, Rex. I was lucky. I was fortunate in my career to play with some great players, man. Some of the, some all-star guys. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, Clarkie in the history and Bernie Perrant and the guys that are here in the community still. Like, you know, there's too many guys to name. Coached under Gretzky. I grew up in Edmonton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dreams came true in my career the whole the whole ride. So. Yeah. Right. I remember your first year. You you were in uh, Trenton for just a just mm. for a cup of coffee, basically like 18 games. And 17. I re- 17. So <laughs> I remember Billy calling up to my desk and said, hey, come down here. And I go downstairs and he says, uh, hey, uh, calling Fridge up. 
And I said, oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Like, we need more toughness, right? <laughs> and I said, okay, great. For tonight, he goes, yeah, I'm going to get him up here and get his knuckles on a couple guys. Like <laughs> I'll never forget <laughs> him saying that's exactly say, what he said, oh, too. God. And Stutzy's just sitting there going, <laughs> you know, because Stutzy obviously did that, you know, mm-hmm. role. But it was it was great. He, yeah, you're going to get Fridgy up here and get his knuckles on get a couple guys. Get his knuckles on a couple and guys. And you did. And yeah. you did right away. Well, he but. came to the game that night. He came to the game that night, and um, or the night before, before he made that call. Yeah. And he was actually at the game in Trenton. In Trenton, yeah. And they told me to go down there. They didn't tell me to go down there to fight. They said, work on your physical game. So I took that as like, I'm like, one, you're sending me down. You got to understand, my life wasn't going good at this time. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, Full yeah. blown into some bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, I my life is over. <laughs> I'm going the wrong way. I'm going down to the East Coast. Oh, I don't even know what I'm doing here. And uh, they go, go down and work on your physical game. And I'm like, well, I'm a physical player. And I was like, well, I don't know what that means. I'll show them. And I went down there with that attitude. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't a good teammate. I was angry. And I beat up anybody that got in my way. I got in 17 fights in 17 games. Wow. Yeah. And I was going to say, was like, you, want me, you want me to work on my physical game? Fine. And I did it. I w- I'd get kicked out of games. I would... Yeah, I was, and I got, I put up some numbers too, but yeah. the one game, the last one before Billy called me up, I think I got, there was three guys, two of them did not fight. One guy did, peppered him, just buried that kid. One guy just crossed my path on the way, <laughs> grabbed him, <laughs> and then later in the game, just beat a guy up that had never probably been in a fight in his life before, but was just in my arm's way. Like, right. I was a, I was a maniac. And yeah. Billy, you know, Billy, he, he Billy loved, loves he the loved fights, it, yeah. but he's a pretty boy. Like, he liked to score goals, yeah. loved the fighters, and uh, loved watching him, too. And before the end of that game, he was somebody, he's like, we got to get Fedoric back yes. up here before yeah. he kills somebody. Yes. <laughs> Those are the words that were said. Yeah. And the next day, I got called up, and I, I never I never went back down, but... yeah. That's yeah but that's part of it sometimes you go the other way and 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 normally it's not it's not a good thing to go down and it's usually either for punishment or you're just you know we lost we lost we lost that pick yeah you're a wasted pick and that's what you feel like too so yeah well you turn that around obviously you know went down there yeah it's a wake-up call for a lot of guys it's a wake-up call it wasn't for me it was like this is where you know (laughs) That stroke of luck comes in because I went down there saying, you know, yeah. I don't care what happens. And, you know, that's just what happened. Like, But you still performed, right? I, I mean, still performed, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, I don't know if that helped me or not. I well, 17 fights in 17 games. I didn't games care. I knew it was fighter. doing that, yeah. Probably got it's some room. Active. Probably got a little more right, room. I guess so, yeah. Like, I'd get the puck and nobody would come near me. They'd be like, this way, it's open ice yeah. over here. <laughs> I mean, you can shoot from here if you want. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's an no. easy league, man. Yeah, but it was—I I don't know—it was uh, it was crazy down there, man. Oh yeah, the, the coast, jungle down yeah. there for sure. The coast. Yeah, me and Bolleris, they used to call us Boom Boom Bolleris and fucked up Fedoric. I wonder. I'm going to tell you yeah, one right? story about this. We went into Wheeling, and Wheeling had the Vandermeer brothers. Yeah. And two of them. It, it wasn't Jimmy. Jimmy wasn't there. It was Pistol. Yeah, Pete Vandermeer and uh, his brother was James, an, I think, was an offensive defenseman, or right? Paul, he wasn't Jim, a fighter, Dan, though, right? Pete, John, Jim, Dan, Pete, Joe, Paul, and Dan, right? Jim, 
All you those said, brothers. That's you what they are, right? Yeah, yeah, they're the there might be two Dans. I'm they're not good sure. old Western boys. But <laughs> they were, and they had like two, three tough guys. And anyways, we're in Wheeling, and me, Bolaris, and, and Francis Belanger all meet, all with the Trenton at the time, and we were all fighting. So we go into Wheeling, and Wheeling's a pretty nasty place to play. Um, and they had tough guys. I think it was Wheeling. So we went in there, and end of the game, we had a police escort out of the city. It got that bad. Wow. I bloodied a fan. Like, the first time <laughs> ever happened. It wasn't my fault. It was the glass's fault. It's too loose. He was up against the glass, and I pushed against the glass because he pushed it first, and it went back into his face. Oh, I bet you're a little All stronger All beer and fries everywhere. There. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But it was a messy night, and we just mopped the floor with them, like physically embarrassed their whole team. I think Jesse had like three guys at one time he was beating up. Wow. Like, it was just bad. But it's a back-to-back game, and after that game, all three of us get called up. Yeah. That oh. poor team. That Left poor team. Hanging. Trenton. Yeah. And they were back in Trenton. No tough guys. All three of us left, and it, it, was, it was a shit show. They, they absolutely <laughs> got their asses handed to them, and we were all gone. None of us were there. We got called up to the Phantoms. So yeah. it was back-to-back. That's a great story. Pistol. Could tell a story too Yo, about him. Oh, what man. a legend! Tough that whole family. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's with the water in Alberta? There's all these families coming out of there. Yeah, all five of them played. Hockey right? players. Well, not NHL, but yeah, they all played. Wow. You landed up coaching briefly in Trenton, did you not? One year. One year. How did that go? I know there was a crazy story about. Uh... That's when I realized um, <laughs> I was not gonna ever coach. Like the game had changed too much. You couldn't even yell. Like yelling was like not allowed, and I think I I I liked being around the team like that. But um, from and I enjoyed coaching. Like I enjoyed getting them to to you know I actually enjoyed the systems and having them execute and all. Like I actually enjoyed coaching. Yeah. But I didn't enjoy being that close to the game, that close to the game out of retirement. I went to right. it in my first year, you know, and <laughs> I mean you're still revved up and yeah. the game's different so when I'm expecting people to respond and do something you have to t- remove yourself as the player and be the coach and I, I wasn't able to do that yeah. I was still too close to the game and wasn't there a story about I you grabbed were, a guy yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's, that's exactly I grabbed I a guy going. because I'm from the school if you come in our bench that's like that's there's no go zone don't touch the goalie don't come in our bench even coming near our bench is enough you know, and I was behind the D man, and this kid, this he was in our faces all day, and he was like a middleweight guy. I'm like, somebody deal with him, and I'm not. I would never send somebody out to fight. Nobody ever did that to me, and I'd never do that. But most guys would know. And I was like, this. I was just. I kept saying under my breath, somebody should kick this guy's fucking ass. You know what I mean? Like, and he scored a hat trick too. So oh, then I was God. really boiled. <laughs> and then he came. It was going by our bench. Somebody was chirping him, and I'm talking to Vinny, the head coach. And he comes right, walked right into our bench, and 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 then stood there and like pushed one of our D men, and our D men sat down. And I was like, "Get him out of here!" <laughs> I went right over to him, and I'm like, "Push him out!" Like our D men are there. And I was like, "I just grabbed him." I said, "You you better get out of here!" Like. 
he's playing. I'm coaching him right when yeah. I had my hand on him. Vinny, the head coach, he's like, Todd, you can't touch him. And I'm like, I was like this. I'm like, fuck. You better get out of here. Well, I had to apologize to him after I got suspended. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was the That was the end of your coaching career. I was just like, oh. Vinny's like, yeah, I don't think this is for you. Vinny's doing really good. Too. Yeah, he's he is, a yeah. scout with, with Vegas now and a great, great hockey mind. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yep. He's always chewing his pen. I don't think coaching's for you, Todd. <laughs> oh, fridgy boy. You still belong in the press box, son. That's what he said to me. Yeah, it was funny, man. That's hilarious. That was my experience coaching. <laughs> a little brief stint. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming by, Fridgy. This has no been problem, awesome. Guys. Always man. good to reconnect and have some laughs. So. Yeah, appreciate you, and what you're doing, and in, in your in your in your new life, and and um, yeah, and everything you've done along on the way for me personally, because you were, you know. A guy I looked up to back in PA and then obviously Phantoms, yeah. Flyers and the whole bit. So uh, We lived a lot together. Of respect. We lived together. Yeah, a lot of respect for you, brother. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I like what you guys are doing here, man. Keep, Thanks, bro. Keep talking the talk about the game, man. People need to know. People love to know. Yeah. You know, the inner workings of our game. It's changing, so yeah. keep so people true. attracted. It's a beautiful game, man. I love it. Yeah, for sure, man. 